0: welcome everybody to wheeler the podcast the podcast by me wheeler the podcast person and today i'm joined by one jj slagathor slag slag
1: hey i'm all of those yeah that's me
0: um and, <laughs> and I, we are going to be talking
1: about league of legends
0: unfortunately
1: at at the top because it's so important. I need everybody listening to know this is a bad game. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, here's the thing it's a fine game. It's not worth learning, and people are mean to you all the time. It's so important to know this.
0: This is not yeah. a place
1: to aspire to be, but it's where I am. And it's where I live.
0: I'm here too, and it's, I haven't been very long, but I've experienced the ups and downs of league, mostly the downs.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of them. I kind of only play it with friends at this point um, because playing with random people sucks and they're just mean to you. Yeah. I
0: cannot see. Okay. (laughs) Playing with friends affords you the opportunity to play badly sometimes. Right. Versus. It's
1: it's allowed and people
0: understand. Yeah. Versus them calling you out for your bad play and you don't know if
1: you can never make a good point again you're never right you've permanently marked yourself as the person who is wrong and bad yeah now there is some good news this this basically isn't about that
0: yeah this isn't about the game you don't need to worry about that nobody's telling you to play League of Legends we are not recommending League of Legends but I might <laughs>
1: recommend looking into some league of legends lore. Cause once you get to, I think they have like 180 characters or so, um, they, they get some lore in there. There's a lot of stories. That's what I, that's what I hope to get across in this. Mm-hmm. So, so to start, I figure we can go over a very basic, um, an overall, an overall look at everything. Um, so we're going to start it at like the very beginning. Um, and at the very beginning is the void where there are the watchers and the watchers are these weird giant Eldritch things that we don't understand because you'd never see them. And they're only in darkness and they didn't <clears throat> even realize they existed up until celestials created rune Terra, which is just a whole universe. um, which then created light in this darkness. And the, the washers are like, I hate that. I just want to go back to sleep. Um, Mm -hmm. which is literally their whole motivation, which is very odd, but whatever. Um, so Celestials created rune Terra in this universe that I don't know if it has a broader name, but, um, the, the planet is called Rune Terra. And that is where everything in league of legends happens. um, it's at this point I should mention there is old lore in this game. There's lore that's been rebu- rebooted and reworked several times. This is the most current version. So the- Summoner's Rift essentially doesn't exist. That's not a place exactly. Summoners, like Sona represent Sona talks to you the summoner because the game player is like the summoner you're controlling them. That doesn't matter anymore either. Neither does the Institute of War. Those are all things that used to exist, they don't exist now. Uh-huh. Yeah, Institute of War is not great. Um none of it none of it was great. But they're trying to fix it. So, um the they the Celestials they create this planet um and they realize that the watchers exist. They say, "Oh, we're going to populate this with warriors so we can fight back against the watchers." Which makes sense. the The Celestials, by the way, they are the they are uh, like Bard, um, Aurelian Soul, and uh, Soraka. Okay. They're they're like our main three Celestials. Um, I, I to describe them like.
0: Hmm, I, very, Soraka's
1: got goat legs. Yeah. That's a description for Soraka. Uh,
0: Aurelian Soul is kind of just. A dragon,
1: just a dragon, <laughs> um, and then Bard is a mysterious creature who who looks like a very big man, uh, but I don't think anything is in there. He's got a mask on, and his death animation has him like deflating. Mm. So there, there are all these beings that sort of exist at a a giant level. Um, so they the this planet is created with the world runes that are then scattered across the planet and go missing like they're dragon balls or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, this place is built to be like super magical. So, uh, creatures like Yordles and the Vestaya show up and they start existing. Yordles are the little guys, um, and gals and, and folks. Uh, they are from a place called Bandle city. Uh, and they're very heavily linked to the spirit realm. Um, and then Vestia are these these creatures that are sort of like half human, half animal type things that are sort of inherently magic. Mm-hmm. Celestials created Mount Targon uh, by literally pulling up the earth. Um, and then, uh, uh, what is it? The, um, the Targonians exist, exist and they're all about Mount Targon. Um, and while they're up there, they're trying to communicate with the Celestials because they know that. That's what the celestial ma- ma- the celestials made that place so they could in some way communicate with them. Um, so the Targonians, Pantheon specifically goes up there to talk with um, Aurelian soul, at which point they capture and take as prisoner Aurelian soul. So the big dragon that used to make um, galaxies and stars and stuff like that, he is suddenly much smaller and works for humans
0: kidnapped by basically romans yep yeah
1: i i really don't know how they did it um (laughs) i i think the the celestials the other celestials kind of agreed that like yeah we should do this because aurelian soul wasn't listening to them uh and aurelian soul can patch up the void Uh, and we'll talk a bit a bit more about the void and its significance like it is a window for the Watchers. The Watchers aren't big enough to get through the Void, but the Void exists and is important for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Watchers can't get through, but they can possess smaller things. So anything that could go through the, the size of the Void that they have, they can essentially inhabit beings that large. Um, and they start talking with Lissandra, who is of the Freljord. Um, and Lissandra's like, Oh, I hear, I hear all these people. They're, they exist in a different place. They just want to get out. Well, I should probably help them. And she decides that she will help them if if they offer her immortality. So they do. Lysandra realized she fucked up. Um, And that is where the Howling Abyss comes into play. Uh, the, a larger portal from the Void opened in the Howling Abyss. And she's like, oh, that seems really bad and looks really bad. So they created a bridge um, with a essentially a magic seal on it. They asked Ornn to do it. Um, and with that magical seal, they shut away the the watchers, and you can just hear them howling from down there. That's why it's called the Howling Abyss. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. After that, um, we, we're we going to go to Shurima, which is Egypt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just Egypt, but they have a giant plate in the sky. Um, and that giant plate is called the Sun Disc. Uh, it is... A thing they only tangentially understand, uh, but what the sun disc does is it selects people, um, and once it selects you, you become a furry. Hmm. So, so you know Renek- Renekton and Nasus and Azir. Yeah. They were all just once people until they were selected, and they became furries and giant and powerful. And that's just how government, they have to live now. Government
0: assigned persona.
1: Yes, I got it. It's exactly that. Um, so, let's see. That happens. We'll get a bit more into that. Because um, I'm going to be talking about the factions, but this is the general like timeline of everything. Um, yeah. Uh, Ikitha, er, Akathia uh, went to war with Shreema. Akathia, you don't need to know about, because they don't matter except for the, this one individual event. Um, they were a small town that got really worried that Shreema was going to get too big. Um, so they were like i I have an idea. we're all very afraid of the ascended. those are the furries um, so we are going to open a rift into the void uh to help fight them, which is a bad idea. um, so they caused a giant war, and it's real bad, uh and it created a lot of uh void touched ascended mm. um so so these giant furries uh have now... Have now essentially been infected. Um, and they they eventually start using blood magic and start becoming warlords because they're they're constantly spoken to by the void, uh, and they can't really deal with it, so they just start doing war stuff. Uh, and that is how the Darken came to be. So that's where all the Darken come from. Um, that's like uh, Rost, who is Cain's Scythe, uh, or uh, Aatrox, or Varus, like the bow. Um, okay, the,
0: like the edgy, yes. very, yeah.
1: These, like, edgy looking. alien characters, yeah. Um, basically, if one of, if there's one of those, it's a dark end, and that's where they came from. Yeah. Um, so, the Celestials said, well, this is a problem. Uh, we can't have this, so they made, they did not make, they they spoke to Zoe and said hey do you want to become a god basically hmm. um and so he's like ah uh, cool i guess so she became the aspect of twilight and they sent her back to earth in order to uh seal away the darken which is why uh all darken are uh they're associated with weapons um so Ross is the scythe um Varys is a bow and Uh, Aatrox is a sword so they all got sealed into weapons and the only way for them to get out is if someone tries to wield them which inevitably people have because they're Denguses then eventually uh, Mordekaiser he was part of uh, Noxus at the time he tried to rule everything and then he was killed Mm -hmm. Uh, they they felt it was needed to include that mostly because I think that's the only place that Mordekaiser really shows up Um, and then mages began finding the world runes again which are those runes that created the world, um, and then eventually find out they can use them like nukes. So a bunch of places that existed in the world no longer exist um, and started going off all over the world. Um, Mm. Rise is one of the characters who is trying to uh, gather them up. He's not using them, though, so people are wondering why he's doing that. I think the running theory is that he is trying to keep them away from humanity because nobody wants the rune wars to happen again. Um, and then it sort of reveals that Bard's rule as a celestial now that the rune wars have happened um, is that he will periodically come down and take away magical objects that are too powerful for humans to have and just take them back and throw them into space mm-hmm. and that's that's basically where we are we are, okay. we are now at this point any questions hmm, hmm. it's weird yeah and, and if you want to, I can get into some of the, the factions instead, because uh, that's where a lot of the interpersonal conflict comes from.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think the faction would be a good place to start, baseline.
1: Okay, then I, I think probably the most basic factions we're going to get right now are Demacia and Noxus. They're like the classic... If, if you want some very simple analog for good versus evil in this world, you can look at Demacia versus Noxus. They're both a little more nuanced but they're they're kind of supposed to be a good versus evil type thing. Yeah. So Demacia exists um and Demacia formed as a nation that decided, you know what? Magic is bad. People do really bad stuff with magic. I've seen those those Noxians, they want to do blood magic and that's just too dangerous. So, they created a, a society built around these these trees that are made from petricite. And petricite is a type of tree that wards away magic uh and yeah. everything in demacia is built with it so for the most part you physically can't do magic in demacia um it's meant to ward all of that um now unfortunately as a side effect of their entire society be- being built the way it is and for a zero tolerance policy towards magic they're magic racist um hmm. So so Vane legitimately uh she's like okay all magic is evil and she just hunts down magical beings no matter who they are good or bad. Um Lux is a Nebasian who was born with magic and uh a little more was revealed about her with like the the Silas trailers and stuff like that where he was imprisoned because of his magic and um Lux is the one who let him out because when her parents found out that she had magic they wanted to quote unquote cure her of the magic. Yeah. Not great. Pretty heavy handed too, but yeah. you know, um, Lux and Garen are also, uh, like brother and sister. That's a minor thing, but it's true. Um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where Damasia's is at. There are a lot of Demacian figures like, um, Galio. I don't know. It does seem like he's magic. I don't know why they let that happen. Yeah, like, uh, when you were talking about, uh, the Celestials, mm-hmm. he
0: was the one when when character that popped to mind as, this guy could
1: be one of those. Now that would make sense, but instead, Galio is a giant statue of Damasia. He's just a big statue, who's alive. <laughs> Some deep lore going on. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can tell there. there's a lot of layers. <laughs> um... <laughs> And then, uh, so Noxus is on the other side of this. They're supposed to be, like, the the force that Demacia was made to defeat. Um, now, Noxus is... It, it, they're essentially warlords. Um, they were built... It, they sort of came up after Mordekaiser did his whole thing. Uh, he created his stronghold that he called the Immortal Bastion. Um, then he was defeated, and they they created a new government that was mostly built around like, all right, let's just train people to be soldiers no matter what. Like they, they taken prisoners from other countries and just like, all right, you're our soldiers now. Um, mm-hmm. Some big examples are Cain, Riven and Talia were all prisoners from other nations that were taken to, to Noxus to just be warlords. Um, Darius, is the king of Demacia or, or the king of, uh, Noxus. Uh, though there, it's mostly theorized that, uh, LeBlanc is the one who is actually in charge. Like she's just the shadow government. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Darius's brother, um, Draven is, uh, is just like head of the Coliseum, man. He just watches people fight all day. That explains a lot. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Yeah, they they definitely share a personality. And it it makes a lot of sense. Um but then, so they're using blood magic and all that and necromancy, child soldiers. They're bad people. Um and Swain comes along. And he's like, "It seems like there should maybe be some order here." I don't know. Um he was a warrior of Demacia until they sent him out to be killed. And then he he survived and he was like, "I think that this whole Noxus thing is a bad idea." So he overthrew the government. Or sort of so then there were three main leaders darius was like the general like the 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 head honcho as far as their war efforts go swain is the like political figure and then the pale lady who is probably LeBlanc, is the shadow government mm-hmm. um noxus is a conquering nation because of uh the like the dark invasion when that big war happened um all of their land was kind of destroyed so it at least adds some kind of flavor as to why they're supposed to be a bit more nomadic, but it doesn't justify them doing everything else they do. Um, but that that's kind of the primer on Demacia versus Nox. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it, there's there's another sort of simple A and B uh, place that is known as Piltover and Zahn. Um, so Piltover is like this big tech city. Uh, and they became that way because... Um, they were a big trade city. Like there's you can look at a map of this of Rune and everything, and you can see um that the only way to go north and south after a certain point is to go through Piltover. Mm-hmm. Um so they were making a ton of money. Um so the way they say it, the way that Riot seems to say it is that Piltover folks discovered the rune crystals in Shirima, which seems a lot like Nomads went over and, hey, we discovered this. Not these people who live here forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then they start using the Hextech stuff, uh, which is essentially crystals filled with a- infinite energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they start doing stuff with that, and they get super, super advanced. Uh, and then in order to essentially make way for you know all trade is going through there they needed to make more space they decided well we need to blow up a part of the city in order to build another toll river mm. and when they did that it was bigger than they expected and it made like a giant sinkhole and a lot of people died or just fell down and their solution for that was well oh well and that created <laughs> Zon. so Zon is just that area under piltover that is um the Piltover just doesn't care about. Like they still have some tech, um but it's it's very like it's supposed to be this back alley area um where there's no cops, a lot of roving gangs and that's just what Zaun is. Um let's see. I think that's kind of it as far as that goes. Um but a lot of characters come from both of those places so it matters. Yeah. Um some of the bigger characters are like Caitlyn, um Vi and uh, Jinx Warwick is also from there mm-hmm. uh, uh as is singed echo there there's a whole list um of because there's hundred and eighty characters in this fucking game. Let's see after that we we have four more places, but for now, do you have any questions as far as where we've been or characters you want to hear about from these other places?
0: I'm looking over Zon right now and they all all the characters I'm seeing there fit except one okay. Ms. jana shit what
1: okay I don't know why that is <laughs> I am just as confused I don't know why that would be the case um there there are some characters that like began in a certain area and then switched to another and mm-hmm. that may that might be part of why that is if anything I would guess that Jana was part of like moves to Ionia or something or Freljord as far as like, she's got wind powers. It's cold over there. I don't know. That mm. seems odd. Yeah.
0: It's just one of those things, I guess.
1: Yeah. I, there are plenty of things that don't make sense about league. It's probably one of them. Mm. Um, it, there are also a number of characters that after they rebooted the lore, they don't really know where to put. Um, Jax is one of them. Like to go over quick, his old lore was so when it was the war institute or the institute of war or whatever and summers existed and it was just a bunch of ragtag characters that they decided to put in the game um his backstory was that he was just too strong of a dude and that's basically it uh Jax was too strong and nobody could beat him so what they did is they brought him they stole him away to the institute of war and they said well you got to take part of this game on the summoner's rift but you would you would clearly be too strong so we have to take away your weapon and instead uh they they said you can basically use whatever as long as it's not a like edged weapon or something that we already know exists as a weapon so he picked a lamppost. <laughs> and that and that's his whole story that's, that's the whole deal yeah don't you miss old lore it was so important valuable.
0: Uh, I'll I'll get back to talking to asking about some of the old lore
1: later okay cuz some of it has to be a lot. I only know a few parts um but it, the the parts I do know are are weird and in some ways fun. Uh for now we can take a look at Sharima, um yeah. which is fantasy Egypt with a giant plate. Uh so the only emperor of Shreema that we know about is Azir, who is in the game now. Uh, hasn't always been in the game. But um Azir uh was this cool emperor under under him, I think Renekton and Nassus became ascended. Um so those were kind of the people who were around at the time. Um and he was friends with Zareth when Zareth was a human. Um so they were they were mostly all humans at the time. Zer, er, Azir was also just a man. Um and as the emperor, Sharima uh continued to use a lot of slave labor. Uh in order to get things done. Azir seemed to half agree that, like, yeah, we really need slave labor in order to make all of this happen and for Sharima to be this big and powerful city. And Zareth was his friend who said, uh no. We don't. Um And even if we did, we shouldn't be keeping slaves. And Azir started thinking about this. He was like, oh, you know, maybe he's right. But he wasn't doing it. He wasn't freeing slaves. He didn't. He did know what to do. So there there were coming towards a day where Azir would be ascended and he would become one of these ascended and eventually be the bird form that he is in now. Mm -hmm. And what he decided to do, I have written here, Azir said he'd free the slaves after the day he ascended, as a surprise. And thus is a little bitch. Um, (laughs) Like, for some reason, he decided, I've got to be a really cool emperor and free all the slaves later for my friend. He's just like, that doesn't seem like... Just do it, man. If you could just do it, just do it. So inevitably, Zareth. before he figured, you know, he's getting close to ascending, and Zarath is like, I gotta do something before Azir becomes all-powerful, and he just doesn't need to listen to me anymore. So he kills him. And Zareth kills Azir. Um, and then he is instead chosen by the Sun Disc, and he becomes the magic rune man that he becomes, and he destroys Shurima. Because he doesn't have the power to, you know, free all the slaves. He's just a friend of Azir's. So he just destroys everything, which works. I mean, that essentially freed everybody. Um <clears throat> Listen, it freed everybody in the sense that this nation no longer exists. (laughs) So now there's no slaves, and there are also no people. Um, So Shurima falls. Um, And then eventually, uh, they're doing some lore with it now. uh, Because after Azir was revealed uh, as a champion, they started doing more lore with that. Because what happened is, Sivir is one of the last remaining people from that nation. And they did blood magic on her in order to... They brought her to the Sharima Desert uh, and she was all bloodied in battle and her blood dripped on some special thing. I don't really know what happened. But with blood magic, they resurrected Azir. And upon resurrection, Azir was hit with the sun disc and became a bird. And That's why he's a bird man. Um, And with him and all that blood magic that happened to him, he was able to re-raise everything for sharima um talia very shortly uh touches on this in her story where um i, I don't know if it's yasuo specifically but somebody tells her that yo Shirima's back like your homeland is back uh and she starts racing over there to try and figure out what's going on mm-hmm. um and that's kind of what happened to Shirima. uh we already touched on uh the Ascended becoming darkened, that's kind of the rest that happens before that, that nation falls and then re rises. Mm-hmm. And up next, we have Pirate Town, uh Bilgewater. That's where all the pirates oh, it's, go. This uh, just got this has just got some new stuff. Yes. Uh very recently we've gotten some new uh lore on Bilgewater. Uh which is cool. Um so Bilgewater kind of informally has a leader. Um they're, they're kind of a ragtag group that all listens to Gangplank, who is the big bad Pirate King. Um, and he is cool and great, but seems, well, he's not cool and great. I think he took in Misfortune as, I don't know if it's a slave or if he was like, all right, you live on my ship now and you are, you are a crewmate of mine. Either way, Misfortune doesn't like this. Um, and she eventually breaks free, becomes her own captain. Uh, and she's like this supposed to be this sexy femme fatale character. Um mm-hmm. and then in the middle of uh twisted fate and grave story uh she blows up gangplank and then she overthrows the government. So yeah. she's pretty rad. <laughs> <laughs> um but they're they are essentially just this this pirate town. They do a lot of hunting of these giant sea creatures that exist under Terra. Um and there are some islands around that kind of matter. The Blue Flame Isles and the Serpent Isles kind of matter for some mostly minor lore reason. But the, the island in this area that matters the most is um, the Blessed Isles. Which are no longer known as the Blessed Isles, but as the Shadow Isles. Because stuff happened. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, I think it was an old King of Noxus... An old king somewhere uh said, All right, my my wife is dying, or my wife did die. I don't remember which. I think she died. But he was he was going mad. He's like, I need I need you to fix my wife. She died. And they're like, I don't know what to tell you. Your wife is dead, we can't fix her dying. He was like, but I've heard in the Blessed Isles they can do that. So Callista, who worked for the king, I think she was the general at the time, she went to the Blessed Isles to learn more about that. No, she was just sick at the time. So she was trying to find a cure. So she goes there and Hecarim, who was left in her place as the uh as the general in in place of her, uh starts whispering to the king because he's a big bad warmonger, like, hey hey man, you should just do war a lot. We should go <laughs> to war with everybody. He's like, Yeah, you know what? You might be right. I'm I'm losing my mind with My wife in such a bad way i think i think you just might be right so they become a huge warmonger country um and then he goes to the blessed isles with his wife along with hecarim they all go there and hecarim's like all right here i'm gonna actually kill callista and then we're just gonna do war with these people and we're gonna take over the blessed isles but oops uh in the process of trying to use the the blessed isles cures or water, I think it is. They have some blessed water. Um for resurrection. Uh it it just messes everything up and it becomes the the Shadow Isles and everything there gets fused with stuff and goes bad. Um which is why Hecrim, who was just a man, is then fused with his horse to become a Centaur man, and Callista with Hecrim's spear still through her chest becomes a ghost lady. Mm-hmm. Um Additionally, uh, what's his name? Yorick. Yorick was one of the monks on this island. uh, And he was one of the only ones who kept his blessed water on. And he is one of the only living like creatures who regularly lives on the on the uh, shadow isles, trying to figure out how to turn it back to normal. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of that's also where Blade of the Ruined King comes from, that he's the Ruined King and it was his blade. And that doesn't matter. But it's true. And that's a fun lore fact. One thing,
0: I'm on the page for this now, and it describes, I think, probably Thresh as a lowly custodian, which is...
1: Yes. (laughs) He just kind of tortures stuff. He rounds up ghosts and tortures them, uh, which is weird. (laughs) That's just how he is. A lowly custodian. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you see with his with his trusty mop. He just goes around mopping the d the while. <laughs> you know Thresh. Um slight lore connection as long as we're talking about Thresh. Thresh killed Lucian's wife, and that's why Lucian hates Thresh. Um because he keep he keeps the souls of the people that he kills or wants to torture forever in his little lantern. Which is why he has a lantern. Mm-hmm. He's just a bad man. Um let's try to get through these other two. We have the Freljord, which is the cold place. Um, Freljord is home to the demigods before a lot of other humans showed up. Demigods are Volibear, uh, Anivia and Orn, who uh, literally shaped the world. Orn is one of the ones who shaped the world more than the other two, but um, those two are are essentially living gods on the planet. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. What of this actually matters? Freljord's kind of a no man's land. They don't have much of a solid ruler because not that many people live there. But they have the three factions. Um we have the Frostguard, which is Lysandra Uh she was from a long time ago, but uh has lived forever because of her pact. Um we have Averosians, uh, which is Ash. She's the queen of one of the factions there. And okay. then we have the Winter's Claw, which is Sijuani. And they're each a, a queen of their own faction. Uh, who are trying to take over the Freljord for their own. Um, there are three factions because Lysandra had two other sisters, and they were the ones who were fighting against the Frozen Watchers in the Howling Abyss. Um, and those factions kind of just stuck after... I mean, they all broke up after they found out Lysandra did a big pact and kind of turned against humanity. Um, and we already touched on the fact that Orn created the bridge. uh with the enchantment and whatnot to seal the washers away. And that's mostly what the Freljord's about. It's cold up there and ice stuff happens. That's most of the lore we get from there. And then Ionia, uh, we have, it is, it is the part of Runeterra that is most directly connected to the spirit realm. Aside from Bandle City, Bandle City is real quick while we're here. Bandle City is where all Yordles come from. We don't really know anything about Bandle City other than the fact that eventually Yordles just decide to leave it um, and live elsewhere in the world. We really don't have much lore. It's very odd, but that's just what Bandle City is. Um, so Ionia, they're the other like most connected to the spirit realm place. Um, they're kind of off on their own on their own continent, um, and they... We talk about the Vistaya, they're the animal hybrids that existed there and sort of started um started society there uh most notable are Zaya rakan and ari um and then we have Ionians who are just humans who live there um and they kind of live under a under the idea that you kind of try to keep everything in balance like you don't mean mean to other people people shouldn't be mean to you um Because nature will figure out and get back at bad people for doing these things. Because in Ionia, um, the land literally shifts around them. Like people's homes are destroyed because magic is constantly shifting the land. And they kind of see it as like, well, you must have been mean to somebody, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, They sort of take it as the spirit realm and the land are dishing out what you deserve. Um, And Irelia is one of the more notable Ionians because uh, she... She is a sort of hated figure, hated or revered figure uh, in Ionia, because when Noxus decided to invade, uh, she actually fought back. Uh, So people are kind of mad that, like, you shouldn't have done anything because nature would have just taken care of it. Some people are like, yeah, that was a good idea. I don't know why people think Noxus will actually be punished for this if we don't fight back. Um, And that's kind of the world. (laughs) That's kind of everything that we're working with in other factions. Um, there's some small parts, uh, but for the most part, that is everything. Mm-hmm. So is there anything you want to know? Uh, I, don't like, I, don't know I own you kind of
0: feels like uh, where everything else goes. In, yeah. Yeah. In I, terms of like lore and everything. Like, oh, well, we don't have anything big and big story connected right now, but yes over there.
1: Yeah, like I think you're absolutely right.
0: Um all, also all of the Asian
1: themes like Hong yep. all that there. Yeah, that that is where they just shoehorn everybody else essentially, um yeah. which works out for them. It's kind of weird, but I'm I'm sure their justification is well, it's magic over there. That's just how it is. So are there any characters you want to know about?
0: Right now, let me just stick with Ionia right now. I'm right here. Sure. And the main leader is literally called Karma. Yeah. <laughs> which is great.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. And after a... I don't know how recent the change is. The initial skin for Karma was literally just black and white. Her whole costume was just black and white. And that... that they changed her default skin, and now it's not that. And you can buy that, and it's called traditional karma. But yeah, they're they're pretty blunt about how that character was supposed to be. Okay, um, it's now time to talk about the favorites. Okay, do you, Ziggs is less interesting if you want let's me to start with Ziggs.
0: Yeah, let's start with Ziggs.
1: So Ziggs um, was kind of a a genius in the Bandle City. Uh and he was like, you know, I I think I think I can really do some stuff here. I know I know what I'm doing, but he his experiments were like too crazy or whatever, too out there, uh, and too dangerous for a lot of the people there. And they said, you need to leave. We can't have you here. Um so he did leave. Uh and he needed to find a new place for his dangerous experiments where people would just let him do them. And he found out that in Zon. Bad things happen all the time. So, you know, it's near Piltover where he can get supplies. um, And Zahn is a place where people would appreciate these kinds of explosives because they're kind of just doing whatever down there. So he found his place in Zahn and he kind of exists among the the rabble rousers down there. Um, I think the comic that he had is with Jinx. And I think they are kind of friends.
0: I'm going to keep this on... The same pattern now. Since, mm-hmm. and since I played him some recently, talk about he, Heimerding, Heimerdinger.
1: Yeah, yeah. Heimerdinger is odd. Um, I am. I am pretty sure his lore is similarly. He is just a good inventor. Um, he's definitely just like we need someone who's basically Einstein in this game for some reason. Um, and I think he is a similar like. Yep, he went to Buildover because he's good at inventing. I don't... Listen, I'm pretty sure they haven't figured out what to do with Yordles. (laughs) Based on the fact that they won't tell us anything about Battle City, and Yordles just leave for some reason. Pretty sure they don't know what to do with them. Ah, and let me go go to one of your favorites. (gasps) I love my favorites. Go to Jinx. Okay. Jinx. Her story is kind of caught up in Caitlyn's and Vi's. Um, Caitlyn's whole story is that she was like a royalty or whatever until a crime happened. She's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a cop. So she became a cop. Hmm. Uh, Or a detective, I think. I think technically she's a detective.
0: Okay, that's that's better.
1: Yeah. Um, And then Vi is in a similar scenario where... um, she used to be in a gang uh, down in Zaun, uh, but then, you know, stuff got dangerous enough in those gangs. She's like, I don't want any part of that. And then after a couple years of her just being out of the game, she showed up in Piltover and she was working with Caitlin to hunt down criminals. Um, mm-hmm. And in her in her time in the gang, there was like some needless recklessness that happened that made a mind collapse which is where she got her big arms, she tore them off like a mining machine, put them on her own arms, and then freed everybody in the mine. And she she modded them, kept them, and now she punches people with them. Um, But Jinx, Jinx is a criminal. Um, she was a big name in Zahn uh, in uh, around the same time that Vi was. Um, and she was sort of one of the criminals that Vi was like, I I hate that type of gang member like if this is what you're gonna be doing you're just gonna fuck stuff up and and kill people then i don't want to be a part of that um jinx messed up stuff a lot uh and a lot of other people got credit for it um so eventually she decided well what i'm gonna do is i'm just going to start tagging my name everywhere uh and then essentially just pulling heist for no specific reason. There was a point at which she, um, she kind of just blew up a bank. She found her way into a bank. Her intent was not to steal the money. It was to blow up a bank. Um, Hey, you gotta, gotta, gotta seize the means somehow. Exactly. If you gotta send that message and if nothing else, you know, like if you're not trying to hurt people, like, all right, leave the money, but you gotta know this is coming. <laughs> But I, Jinx's whole character is, characterization is just like, she's a crazy lady who who shoots stuff with rockets. Yeah. That's kind of her whole deal. I was disappointed to find out that there wasn't any deeper thing, but she's kind of just a lady with a gun. Hmm. I think now's the time for Warwick. Okay. So Warwick was but a man. Um, to To start with Warwick, we essentially need to start with Singed. Singed is a bad man he is a bad science man so singed he decided that he would biohack himself um which is why he's bald he just can't grow hair anymore um i think why he can't see out of one of his eyes and at a certain point he did enough to himself that he w- was immune to his own poison um which is why he fights with poison on his back and limbs um but what he decided to do is you know in order to advance science we need to experiment on people he decided but not me <laughs> so he started kidnapping people um and it, most of most of the lore behind and warwick is done in like you know log day 1 here's how the subject is responding uh, and he kept doing more and more stuff to warwick or this this dude who i don't think was named at the time um he started doing more and more stuff with them uh and pushing him past the limits of pain and stuff at a certain point broke his arm uh and replaced it with that metal one cuz he was going to make this dude into a war machine anyway um he's like we need to p- push him past his human limits so he put that pump on him to essentially stabilize him to keep him from dying from all the experiments he was doing with him um and then he he got real mad he was able to break out of the the chains that he had him in and he slashed singe across the eye so he's got a big scar on his face and singe is all mad and he's like i hate this we'll we'll see what we can do tomorrow he came back the next day and the dude was dead um he's like well i failed anyway throw him in the gutter and we'll start the next day but what happened was uh the the whatever serum he was pumping him full of uh whatever he was working with the the only time it actually activated was post-death. So then Warwick became a wolf man and came back to life. Um and came back, fucked up Cinch Lab. Uh so Cinch doesn't really have anything else anymore. Cinch shows up at his lab, man, I messed up. I shouldn't have done that to the wolf man. I gotta hunt him down. Um and then Warwick uh kind of exists as a wolf man that unfortunately can't really control himself anymore. Um, kind of gets the scent of blood in him and he's just like I just gotta go Uh, it kind of ends with a maybe he's regaining his humanity type thing but like he recognizes this person he used to know but not he doesn't know why could be his daughter that's the theory it's kind of his whole deal his old lore um, actually had to actually linked him with Soraka um, where I think it was under a similar situation where uh, where Singe's experiments did work but it was killing him uh, and Soraka gave up her divinity in order to save Warwick and they were friends after that unfortunately that's not the case and Warwick just seems to have lost his mind and doesn't have any memories and kills people now that is the origin of the Wolfman uh,
0: let's go to another singed project I guess okay Uh, or at least I'm assuming
1: uh Mundo. Mundo is weird because he is not a singed project. But it would make a lot more sense if he did. <laughs> Mundo was a big child. <laughs> he, he was a big child. And they're like, man, this kid's too big. We there's some there's something going on with this kid. Um <laughs> And he kept developing, got bigger and bigger. They were taking him to hospitals to try and figure out what was going on with him. Um until the point where they like permanently checked him into the hospital. Uh and I, I don't know if it was because of whatever they were doing to him in the hospital or or trying to figure it out, or if he was like this anyway. But Mundo uh kind of lost his sense of reality. Um and he decided what he would do is he would become a doctor. Um, Good for, for him. Her. Now, Mundo doesn't have a doctorate. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, oh, I can, no. <laughs> I can promise this because what happened was Mundo said, you know what doctors do? They cut open people with knives. So he took a butcher knife that he found and he claimed to be a doctor. Uh, and after he broke out of the hospital, they didn't have a way to get him back in because he's just too dang big and now he goes around Zaun killing people because he thinks he's helping. Hey,
0: at least he doesn't charge.
1: Yeah, like, you know, that's fair. As long mudo's trying to help. <laughs> he thinks he's helping. The comparison of big lore and no lore is, yeah. is great. they are they're very clearly some characters they just don't know what to do with yet. So they just kind of put them wherever uh, let's see. I do want to talk about Ivern, because I think Ivern's lore is kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. Ivern as a character is, like, this very fun, uh, go-lucky, happy character. Uh, he loves the forest. He loves everything in the forest. Uh, but that is not how he started. Ivern, as many characters in League of Legends, was once a man! <gasps> uh, <laughs> he was just a regular dude. Or, perhaps more than regular dude, he was a warmonger. As many other characters in League of Legends are. So what he did is he was part of the invasion on Ionia. And he had assembled such a a large group to work under him that he was like, we'll take him to Ionia. And we'll take some of the magic stuff that they have there. And we'll be doing way better because we have magic stuff. So he gets to Ionia. He starts doing war. And he talks to whoever. He says, you got to show me where your big magic stuff is. They said, yeah, we'll show you. Snickering behind their backs. They brought him to the forest. And what they found was the... Uh, I can't remember the name of the tree, but it's a special tree that was magic. Um, what He was like, I, I I'll take this magic tree. And he decides to chop it down. And once he chops it down, um, the tree's like, hey, get owned, idiot. You're a tree <laughs> now. And it made him be a tree. Um, so then he was this, I think, spirit willow or something. Um he he was the voice of the forest. He was like, ah oh, man, this sucks. I don't want to be the voice of the forest. I don't want to be a tree man. They were all scared. All of his previous warriors were scared, and they ran away. Uh, and he was kind of just alone in the forest at this point. Um, But the tree, the dead tree, could still speak with him. Uh, And he was kind of consistently going like, hey, man, there's there's more to life than war. You've got to figure this out. He's like, I but I don't want to... And they're like no check it out listen he starts listening and he can he can hear the grass he can hear everything that's alive in the forest he's like oh actually this rules i i love this um and then he starts becoming like one with the forest in a way like he starts talking to all the animals starts making a bunch of friends um and then like sort of the other half of this story is that eventually some some bandits show up they killed one of his boar friends he's like i we got to go deal with it and he's essentially playing with these people, making them get lost in the forest. And he stopped them. And they're like stuck in this grass. They don't know what to do. They're trapped. They're like, please don't do anything. He's like, why did you do that to my friends? And they're like, well, we, didn't, we, we need to sell this for money. We need to sell its horns for money. He's like, don't do that to my friends. And they're like, okay, that's it. So Ivan protects the forest. He wants everybody, everybody else to know that you should protect the forest too. Ivan just wants you to be green. And happy. And now he's a dunk master. <laughs> oh, the- yeah. It <laughs> I'm so happy that he's the next one to get a dunk master skin. Anyway, that's what Iron's up to. Uh, There's a lot I can ask about. Mm. There's too many characters in this dang game. They put too many in here.
0: This one, I don't think this one is going to have any lore to him. All right. Skarner.
1: Oh, Skarner, I don't know. <laughs> I think he is part of the Freljord... Um, he might exist in demigod status, uh, but as a lot of things in the Freljord, it's kind of just cold up there and they kind of live by themselves. Um, it is either that or he is a Voidling. Um, I, it, it could be that he is one of the things that, uh, survived the Howling Abyss and is just a Voidling that lives in the Freljord, which would explain his ice powers and crystal stuff. Um, but that would be my bet. I don't specifically know okay.
0: I'm looking it up now and he's just a scorpion. Cool. From, from, the, from the fake Egypt. Great. That
1: rules. <laughs> Why not?
0: He's just a crystal scorpion from the fake Egypt.
1: Huh. I expected <laughs> this, it to be way more than that. There's
0: probably some detail in there, but like that's the what I'm grabbing from this.
1: Yeah. It's weird. Some of these people matter a lot. Some of them are just dudes. Um, like, Cled is just very good at war. the The most interesting thing about Cled is that um, Scarl, the little lizard horse that he rides on, might be a god. Hmm. Uh, or or rather, might be a mortal. That's an important caveat. Um, because he always comes back, and yeah, yeah. That's sort of the running theory is that Cled is so good because he is assisted by Scarl.
0: Uh, You already talked about the Silas lore a little bit about that.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I mean, essentially he was captured uh, by Demacia uh, for doing magic within Demacia, and uh, you know, he got all all mad that governments existed. Uh, It just made him real mad that he was uh, locked up. And I get it. Um, A real relatable one. Yeah, exactly. Um, So once lux busted him out because you know he was talking with lux every day essentially because he was one of the only other people in demacia who publicly knew magic and wouldn't uh like chide her for it so they were talking every day uh and uh he was saying you know you shouldn't be in here so i shouldn't be in here she's like well you're probably right and he was like, yo, don't worry. I'm not going to tell anybody that you have magic. And they're like, okay, cool. We're friends now. So now Silas just wants to destroy the government. Yeah. Which I get it. Uh, who, who was I about to say? Uh, I Talk about Nunu and Wheel Up some. Mm, man, oh, they just rebooted their lore. So I'm not really sure. Are you going to talk about it? the old lore or something? Because I'm, I'm wondering how far the reboot was. Okay, um, let's see, old lore, we have, probably one of the oldest, uh, the the oldest story things that happened in League of Legends was the story between Garen and, uh, Kat, um, Mm -hmm. Kat, wait, what is her name? It's shortened to Kat, but I can't remember her actual name, Katarina. I've been playing a lot of Grand Blue Fantasy, so I've been thinking Catalina. Uh, I only like bad things. Anyway, um, so Garen was still part of Demacia. He's still known as the heart of Demacia, because that's what his voice line has always said. Um, So he was going to fight Noxus in a big war thing that was happening. He finds Katarina, um, and they fight, and they do their big, cool fight. But neither of them could bring themselves to kill each other. Uh and this it was this whole big thing of like, well you wait, you hate magic though, right? Katarina's doing a whole bunch of magic. And he was like, yeah, but this is a cool and fun fight and she won't kill me either. So it was it was a very like shallow, kind of boring story about like, oh actually they love each other. Turns out they love each other. So they don't kill each other, but they fight all the time and they can't live with each other. Because they're of Demacia and Noxus. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's weird because. While that's a pretty well known story. Like they made one of their first cinematics about it. Or tangentially about it. um, The. The lore reboot. Made it so they have never met each other. (laughs) Like (laughs) There's not a reason that they couldn't meet each other. Or that they couldn't even nod towards. That lore happening. But they just retconned that whole thing and they're just like, eh, you know, it could exist, but it doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) Another one, um, it's pretty simple. Fiddlestick's old lore. Um, Fiddlestick's current lore is that he is a big, bad, evil magic scarecrow. That seems to be the aspect of, uh, like some of the terrors of the world, like a negative part of the spirit realm. Uh, so like terror incarnate. Um, but his old lore is that he was a summoner and he was like, he was into some dirty strategies that were technically cheating. And they're like, man, you got to stop. And they're like, no, he's like, no, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. He kept going. So the, this war council was like, well, we got to do something about this man who does not have the name fiddlesticks yet. So what they did is they put him in a coffin and they just locked him in there, presumably to kill him. And then many years later, the coffin started moving. They're like, what's going on? They opened it up and Fiddlesticks was in there and he's a big Scarecrow guy and they, they put him in the game. That's <laughs> kind of everything about him. Before we
0: jump to the very important questions. I love these questions. What is... I have a I have a question now. What is... Who do you think is the most... What's the word? Just kind of their champion that exists?
1: Oh, just, man. <laughs>
0: I know there's uh, hundreds of them, but...
1: That's a really good question. Um, It would be hard... I'm going to rule out Yordles, um, because it seems that they don't know what to do with Yordles either. And I think there's something inherently interesting about Yordles just because we don't know that much about them. Um, As far as characters that are just there... um, I think it's got to be Jax. Um he's never really been more than I am a strong man. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's all in his voice lines. There's really nothing else you're missing there. Even some of the boring characters have interesting, like semi interesting backstories. Brom, like even Brom, he's very simple. He was a very nice man who got very buff and he wanted to be good for people. Um, a kid got trapped in a vault. um, so he was like trying so hard to break down this door. He couldn't break down the door, found it was unbreakable because Orn built it. Um, that's not a thing that was initially true. But once Orn was made, they sort of retconned like, the, not recon, but revealed that, oh, that's what his door is. Yeah. But um, really, he, he then punched through the part of the mountain that it was built into, saved the kid, and then took the door. He was like, this seems useful. So he is literally just a man with a door. But he's nice, so he gets extra points. I think Jax is just a dude. Karen is also kind of just a dude, but he's tied to a major faction in a way that Jax is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, one more
0: question before we get to what champion do you think is the most has the least lore compared to how like they are.
1: How likable they are? Um... How
0: or like how liked in general they are? Okay, like um... least lore for how popular they are
1: that's a that's a really good question um, cuz like Yasuo has lore Zed has lore um after the reboot a lot of people got some pretty good lore um but i'm trying to think of someone who is just kind of more boring um Kindred is pretty well played right now i don't know if they're widely liked but um their their whole backstory is that they were once one person that split into two beings that sort of exist as a deity for death um which which is interesting, uh but we really don't know enough for that to matter um oh, I mean Lux really isn't terribly interesting. she's interesting if you look at um oh you know what I think I'm gonna say Jin. um Jin. yeah, Jin is unfortunately I think the correct answer um. Oh yeah, but Be- because like I think Jin is a really cool character. There's something like it, the the week that Jin came out. I remember looking at videos. If there are some channels that will upload everything about a character just before they're, they're released, um, Skin Spotlights is one of them that reveals all the skins and the way every individual thing looks different on them. Um, and Jin, they revealed every voice line he does, like they do with every other champion. And it is, like, haunting and really cool to listen to the way that there is, like, this sort of opera in the background of every individual voice line that he has. And it makes him seem really cool. Uh, and even at the time, nobody, no other champion had the range that he does. Um, but I, w- I was super excited to dig into his lore. Because the some of the things I was looking at were saying, um, like, Zed and Shen matter a lot to Jin's lore. So it's like, okay, this is going to be really good. He's going to tie into all of this. And he's kind of just a killer. Um, mm. He's like fancy in the way that he kills people. Like he makes a production of it because that's his whole character is that death is his art. But it's really not interesting, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, because when I was talking about other Iona people, mm-hmm. I saw him and I was like, he he looks cool. He probably has, he may have some backstory. but.
1: Yeah, and everything about him sort of suggests that he would, but he really just is a killer with a mask. Um, yeah. And even tied into these other stories, it doesn't make him more interesting. It just kind of provides um, more lore for Shen and Zed in turn. Mm. It's kind of a, in short, Shen and, Zen, well, Shen and Zed hate each other because Zed killed Shen's mentor and they were both the same mentor, but Zed was like, We we need to practice these things that we're deeming um like unknowable and nobody can know about these secret techniques. He's like, I'm gonna use them because they're important and we should be using the things that we know. And Chen was like, no, we gotta follow the practice of the temple, blah blah blah. And then Jin was the like, oh, he is a shared dangerous danger to both of us. We need to team up again. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of all he exists for. The questions. Uh, Unless you have some more questions.
0: I uh, let's see what Okay. One more character I want to know about, just because they ha they seem have a lot of character to them mm-hmm. a little bit. Is that Jarvin. Okay. Um just just a little bit. So before we get to the questions.
1: Jarvin, uh Jarvin the Fourth, uh, he is the King of Damasia. Um he I think is younger due to his dad recently dying um and he he has some character to him uh he kind of just exists as that figurehead uh and in that in that way he is not as interesting, but he seems to be characterized a bit more as someone who's more accepting than a lot of damasians are um because his story is linked to shavannas um and while they were going out for some expedition or whatever they were trying to do um he found shivana this half dragon woman uh I, th- I think just a kind of a kid at the time and he was like you should join us it's ridiculous that you would be out i think in the freljord uh alone and freezing to death like you shouldn't have to deal with this and even after finding out that she is she's clearly got some magic about her she is half dragon um he wanted to keep her on instead. And while she is like viewed poorly in Demacia because she's very clearly not just a regular human who hates magic, um, uh, she's kept on as like one of the best warriors of Demacia. Uh, and she has a place because she fits in with the king. Mm-hmm. So they're the door is kind of tied up together, but I think it's kind of cool
0: and now we move on to the very good questions. Yes. All right. Uh, let's let's start with the with the more uh interesting ones, or the least with the more standard ones. Okay. Uh favorite major faction.
1: Favorite major faction. Um I think I think Shurima is interesting, but unfortunately due to the fact that it it really hasn't quote unquote existed for a long time. Like we don't know a whole lot about when it initially existed and it has only recently started existing again. I think it is cool uh, mostly because of the way the sun disc works um, and how uh, Talia is trying to learn more of it. And I have a feeling it could become one of my favorites, um, but it, it isn't right now. I think Bilgewater exists in a similar uh scenario of like yeah it seems like there's some cool things going on but maybe the lore will get there i think ionia is weirdly my favorite mostly because of how many things are going on there um like there's a lot of space to work with and i like the idea that um the people who live there think entirely differently because the land literally shapes in front of them um so like it it entirely justifies their belief system whether it, it actually works that way or not um that all of that kind of works. And, you know, they brought us the Vestaya, the Vestaya are neat. Um, and yeah, I, I think kind of that whole area and the idea of land that is literally magical enough that it moves every day is cool. Yeah, how about you? A lot of, I like a lot about the Dem-
0: Dem- Dem- Masia, mm-hmm. but I don't think a lot of the characters
1: themselves interest me as yeah. much. It's got a cool aesthetic. Yeah. There's there's a cool look to it and there's some cool dynamics as far as like they seem like they're supposed to be the good guys although they are magic racist. Um there's some interesting elements at play there. Do we want to do another one of these questions? Uh yeah, okay. Uh let's see. Actually, I I want you to justify Zig's support to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need this.
0: He, he does a lot of good work. Mhm. And I'm Okay, I like, okay, honestly, I like doing solo, doing mid better, honestly.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Of course, because it's easier to get more done by yourself and You get with Ziggs. Money. Yeah. But with the right, with the right, uh, right champion as a partner there, you get good work done there. All right. Yeah. Because, like, I think my main problem with Ziggs is outside of team fights. I'm a bit, I don't feel like, I don't, Get that real impact going yeah. is more like uh, what's a or like a poke going on than actual getting the real going in and getting kills.
1: Yeah, if you don't hit your Q, you're really not doing a whole lot of damage. Yeah, so I get that. like um,
0: I, I, not to get too deep into actual League of Legends yeah.
1: talk. <laughs> God but, forbid.
0: <laughs> but uh, I mostly kind of use that kind of not as much blind fire as much. I just lead the shot some with a Q a lot Mm -hmm. for pressure and not as, and kind of just use, I really use the, the, the mines mostly for the real
1: damage. All right. That makes sense. I I like a lot of non-traditional supports. I, I feel like I should try that actually.
0: Oh, uh, also, oh, I played Sona for an ARAM game and mm-hmm. it's so different to playing a non, not as much of an offensive character.
1: I, so real quick again, not to get too much into the actual workings of League, <laughs> uh, but ARAM is a mode where you get random champions. Um, and when I, I played it up to level 30 uh, playing only ARAM, so I didn't know how anything worked. And, yeah. um, I played exclusively supports, uh, cause I knew that in, in 5v5, oh. that's the only thing I would be able to do cause I didn't know how to farm. So imagine getting oh. like Braum, <laughs> like Braum and Aram is just not fun. And that's, I dealt with that a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: I've played, I've got two games
0: in a row as Sona.
1: Hmm. A Sona man.
0: Uh, I'm I'm never playing her again. Probably at twice. Okay. Here's a here's a good one. Okay. While we know both Nico and Virus are gay canonically, what other lead camp do you think already have lore to support them being gay?
1: Okay, I I do like this question. Um, that's the wrong that's the wrong notepad. That's for the different question that's coming later. But. <laughs> <sighs> okay, we'll get there. Uh, so
0: okay, this just to say something real quick. garen is definitely on that list, right? Garen uh, on, that list?
1: on the upcoming we'll get, we'll list, get, we'll get there. We'll get to that list.
0: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: There. Listen, there's a lot of good candidates. <laughs> so, um, as far as like canonical, semi-canonical t- type of stuff, um, within her backstory um it is implied that akali has uh lesbian parents um it doesn't talk about them too much but it ta- it talks about um like in reference to character a who is a woman and i think it says her wife uh it seems like the type of thing that you know riot might have just messed up and they were talking in a weird sense because i think i mean there's not another weird like magical things as far as, like, birth happening in Ionia, as far as I don't know. So I think, you know, a man had to be involved at some point, based on what we know currently. But um, as far as, like, love and relationships go in Ionia, uh, it is very, like, implied that it doesn't really matter who you were born to. Your parents are, like, these two people who love each other, and that's what matters more. So it seems pretty heavily hinted at that... uh, or if not directly implied, that a colleague's parents are lesbians. Um, Fiora uh, is, I think, it seems to be implied to be a lesbian um, due to, uh, like, her her lore mentions that she is a noble who turned away many male suitors, and um, Swain, after his rework, uh, directly refers to her like one of the voice lines when he sees her is something along the lines of after turning away so many male suitors, you think they would get the hint. And that seems pretty direct. I'm looking at Fiora right now and looking at her logo. And it's
0: very give very Utena vibes here. Yeah, to yeah. Jump
1: off the last episode. And For sure. Yeah. Uh, she she gives off that kind of vibe. And you know, I hope they make a canonical par- partner for her. That'd be cool. But given Riot, that probably won't happen. <laughs> but, you know what? Nico and Varys exist. Maybe stuff is changing. Maybe maybe she'll get a girlfriend. Who knows? Um, We already touched on Garen and uh, Katerina uh, have no longer met each other. Uh, So that is, one, neither gay. So it doesn't matter in this sense. But also has deleted a straight couple. <laughs> <laughs> Made it makes a difference. Yes. Um we of course have Nico who loves Nidalee. and is kind of in desire, it seems. Um, and Ferris, uh, who uh are three people, but the the couple within that individual person now are Valmar and Kai. Uh they got all they got consumed by the weapon, so they are one with the Darken now. Um, there there were a couple headcanons um, that some of which the the community has come up with. Uh, it seems reasonable that a, a lot of people this isn't gay at all, but uh, J four Jarvan the fourth and um, uh, Shivana, which kind of makes sense, but it doesn't seem to imply specific romance or anything. Um, a lot of people like to point at uh, Twisted Fate and Graves because they're uh, lore is heavily tied together, um, and they kind of have this. They were part of a, a ragtag group of bandits before, and they were good friends. And then stuff went down. Graves went to jail, and TF made it out. They got back together, and they kind of hated each other, but they had to work together to get out of a sticky situation. And they they kind of you know lovingly poke at each other, like eh, you know. Maybe being together isn't so bad. So I think people like to, and it's entirely valid, to ship them together, and that's cool and, I think, good. Um, I think I, nothing specifically points toward this in lore, I don't think, but mechanically, I think it's fun that Misfortune and Nami uh, would be together. Um, and I think a lot of this came up due to the fact that they're a really good lane combo together, as far as Nami being a support and Misfortune being an AD carry. And, um, mm-hmm. with her bubble and the wave and misfortunes ultimate, they kind of uh match up with each other very well, like the slow works well to hit the bubbles, and the wave works well to hit misfortunes all um plus uh, a pirate and a mermaid is fun um yeah. I think that is the most part from anything that is specifically hinted or like popular head cannons um I just searched through a lot of very straight headcanons for this. <laughs> Wouldn't
0: so I? Hope okay, give me headcanon. give me the worst one you saw that was like, "Eh, no." Okay.
1: okay. Um uh, I'm going to rule out well, I shouldn't rule out. Not not
0: not the like problematic one.
1: Just the Okay, cuz I was going to say I'm going to rule out everything with Zoe. Um okay. man, what what did people have? Uh I mean, there was there was plenty of stuff that it's just like these characters have just never met each other. Um, And like they're entirely across the world from each other. It's just that this is a guy I like and this is a girl. So they're together now. Um, Of course, people do Morgana and Kale, despite the fact that they are sisters. Again, that's a problematic one. We don't count that. One of the funniest is uh, Graves pre Rework had had a cigar and they stole his cigar away from him. His in-game model had a smoking cigar throughout the entire game, uh, and they took it away. People like to ship Graves with his cigar. (laughs) 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 I think that's pretty funny.
0: Okay, now we can get to the main event questions.
1: Mm, Here we are.
0: Let's start with the Top three himbos in okay. League of Legends.
1: Okay. Now, I feel like I have to mention, I had a list. <laughs> I had a list, and I was sitting here. I said, well, Braum, Tarek, that's two of them. Easy. And then I, I post, I I posted a teaser for this question on, on my Twitter, uh, say that I was doing some important research, and I stand by the fact that this is important research, but... A friend of mine he comes in he tells me this 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 question's easy he says rakan draven oh, aurelian yeah. soul oh and the aurelian soul it blew my mind i said i've been thinking i've been thinking inside the box i'm a fool how could i do this so this question i opened up to the best himbo <laughs> um <laughs> which are rakan braum Tarek, aurelian soul renekton and draven and that's my list that's what i got i i feel like it's maybe not conclusive there there's room to work and there are some other characters that could definitely go in here but i Mm -hmm. felt like you know some of these other characters they had some attributes where i'd go you're you're not quite simple enough in a way Mm -hmm. or 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 potentially have too much of a not enough of a bloated ego for, for you to belong in this category. But Aurelian Sol, that was that was a sleeper pick. He is a mm-hmm. he is a cocky man who is all full of himself. Tarek was easy. He's a very literally his whole backstory, he's the perfect man, but he's not paying attention and he let people die for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rakan, that's easy. <laughs> Garen could be here. Uh, he kinda you know he, he's simple, but he yells a lot. He, he exists okay. in a world where he's like he's so virtuous in a way that it's like, alright, I'm not putting you on this list. I do not want him on my list.
0: <laughs> Draven fits, but he also feels too much
1: like a trash man for this. That's true. That's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Draven off the list. He it's, doesn't live it's... here. <laughs> I've played him once in a game and... He he laughs a lot, and he talks a lot about the League of Draven. <laughs> He's, uh, he, He's a dick.
0: I didn't understand him for didn't understand him his mechanics at all. For yeah, catching
1: catching axes is hard. Not that, not even
0: that part. Oh. his passive mechanic.
1: Yep, it's hard. You just have to kill people a lot, and then it cashes in the gold, and you get more gold. He he's like passively building up gold when you when you kill minions and then killing a champion will then give him more gold. So he kinda mm-hmm. snowballs a lot if he gets ahead early, and that's kinda his whole deal.
0: Okay. Let me give let me go through and see who shall I assign to be a himbo.
1: Okay. I like this. I like this as interactive. Mm. There's still some good choices out there. Yeah. I I will say, and per, perhaps this is small minded of me, but I did not include Void creatures. I didn't. In- I didn't include Chogath simply because I just don't know. There's no way for me, for me to understand what is attractive to a voidling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Perhaps Kog'Maw is Peak Man. I don't know. I know he's a good dog, so he's probably not Peak Man. I almost said Pantheon, but hmm, Pantheon feels
0: nearing there.
1: Yeah, I. I think I would put him in a similar space. I think some something about Pantheon. I think the only reason I didn't put him there is because I just can't see his face. Yeah. It's so hard to know. I almost put Olaf in there. Mostly because you of know, the Broloff skin.
0: You know what? Despite him using magic, I gotta say, Silas definitely is up there.
1: Yeah. He's yeah, shirtless. Right. He, he needs knows to put on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, knows he's got big pecs. He wants yeah. you to see him. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good answer.
0: Yeah. Almost Vladimir... Almost. The, the, the I feel I feel vibes there.
1: Yeah, but not
0: not not not
1: all the way. I think Vlan tries to be too posh. Yeah. I think that
0: those are the himbos.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe so, maybe okay. I don't know. There's so many. There's so many.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay. I second sight see that. Okay, let's let's list all of the himbos one more time for everyone. All uh right.
1: Silas. Um Rakan. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh who else was it? Aurelian soul.
1: Yep. Brom. hmm Tarek yeah. Galio.
0: Yeah, definitely Galio.
1: Now I put a question mark on Renekton, but I'm pretty confident about it. I think mm-hmm. he loves I think he loves yelling and being buffed. He may be a furry, but that doesn't mean he can't be a himbo. Yeah, definitely nectin.
0: Okay, right. so Nectin. How about Rangar?
1: Oh man, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Let's put him on the list.
0: <laughs> we are scientific professionals. Him, Hembo- him, biology. Right it's now, so
1: it's so important. <laughs> Someone has to do this science because you search, <laughs> you search the internet. They're not doing it. Yeah, that's why we're here.
0: Yeah, the, the other list is going to be more difficult but also easier
1: it's 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 a confusing list
0: okay uh this next question uh which characters are most likely to have a choking fetish or i'm just gonna expand this to any sort of kinks
1: yeah i'm glad you did because i did too um i'm gonna start at jinx probably as a choking fetish
0: yeah yeah unfortunately
1: unfortunately that's just where we're at it's probably true I'm gonna say Trendomir also does mostly mechanically because he has an ability that lets him get super close to death and then survive so I think he gets real <laughs> risky with it
0: Jinx gives the vibes of like the people with the with the weird edgy not yeah, safe for work accounts
1: Jinx would, Jinx would bring a person on a leash in public and she'd be like this is cool and a good thing that I'm doing <laughs> Yeah. Because unfortunately, that's just where we're at. <laughs> uh, mm. Do you have anything you'd like to posit? Because I, I do have a list. Give me, give me give another one. All right. Thresh, this is easy. He's just real into torture. Okay, yeah. And he, not in a good way. It's just true. <laughs> he's not. A, he is not a kind man. He will tear your soul out and put it in, in a lantern. But that's what he's into. Karthus does not have a fetish, but screams a lot. (laughs) That counts for something. Actually, I think he's a ghost. I don't know if he can have sex. Don't know how that (laughs) works. Maybe it's different on Terra.
0: Okay. This is an important question. I need to posit. Who is is a furry? Non-literally. In the non-literal fashion.
1: Oh, Wheeler! I didn't even think about this. I gotta consult the list. <laughs> oh man! I here's the thing. I bet Zoe has a persona, but I okay, don't think yeah. she's weird about it.
0: Yeah, okay. she's she's just like, like she's she's like drawing herself as a doll.
1: Yeah, yeah, that seems very her. I. Also, I do want to mention this because there's a lot. There was a lot of worry at the time, and reasonable worry, because Zoe is like an aspect and God type being or whatever, and people were like, "She's lived for a million years, so technically she." I do want to mention this because they mentioned this in the story. She is not super old. She is actually still a kid, so it's still a crime to be weird about her. Yeah, and I felt like that's really important because it seemed like Riot was pulling one of those. Well, technically, Zoe like. Zoe did one of those. She went off into space super far away. So it was like an eternity on Terra, But for her, she, it only took her a couple days. So it was one of those weird space things. I just wanted to clear that up. So don't be a creep about Zoe. I don't expect anybody listening to be a creep about Zoe. But don't be a creep about Zoe. Who has a persona? Who has a
0: fursona? The problem here is that a lot of people are animal people. Yeah. So it's kind of like... Yeah.
1: Now here's the thing. I do bet Rakon has a persona. <laughs> now I know he's half bird, but I don't think I don't think his persona is a bird. I think it's just like a furry dog dude or something. He's just like, hey, hey, Zaya, look at this, look at my you- cool dog dude. Hey, can you draw my fursona for free? Yeah, yeah, that seems like a move Rakan would do. Is anybody else? Echo has a persona. He's a good boy, but he he has a persona. Not but he's a good boy, and he has a persona. Yeah. I think that's that's a good list of ones that I have for It's hardly a list. It's like three, but it counts.
0: Uh, okay, you can continue with your list
1: now. Okay. Kaisa is probably into some weird stuff because she literally went into the void and got trapped there. Yeah. And I would bet after coming out, like only weird stuff can satisfy her. Mm. Um, I do want to say while we're here, just talking about Kaisa a bit. Kaisa is the daughter of... Um, What's the name of the man? What is the name uh, of the man? Car- not Carthus, Cassidy. Okay. She's Cassidy's daughter. And you see the whole thing that happened with Cassidy where he's got his weird busted face that's got all the tentacles coming out of it. Yeah. Um, so that happened after he glanced at the void and didn't get sucked in. But Kaisa, after she got sucked into the void and lived there for years, just got a real sexy suit and put on a jetpack. So that's where Riot's at. <laughs> With character design. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Don't play this game.
0: You don't know what a tentacles are.
1: That's Wheeler. <laughs> I, I regret saying that. <laughs> if I <ever> said it. <laughs> it's no way for me to know. Damn it, Wheeler. <laughs> Heimerdinger has a robo-wife. I'm confident in this. Yeah. He made a wife for himself. Um... I, here's the thing. You know how plants are. I bet Ivern got really horny after he became a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you know, life finds a way. It's got to keep propagating. And if he's got to go around the forest making sure everything's pollinated, (laughs) so he's got to go. That's just how plants be. Yeah, it's nature. It's not weird. Just because he's a dude that became a tree. It's kind of weird. It's a little weird. A little weird. Um, the low-hanging fruit, this happened a lot after this champion came out, uh, so I don't really agree with it, but it felt like it had to be stated allowing and tentacle stuff. Mm-hmm. Since her whole passive is she spawns tentacles and worships the tentacle god. But I'm saying we got to be respectful. That's her god. Yeah, just around tentacles. It doesn't yeah. mean, it doesn't mean it, weird stuff. It do not have to be weird. Um I don't think Evelyn has fetishes, but I think she engages in fetishes a lot because she's literally a sucker. Yeah. Um and then last on my list, uh Chogath takes vor very seriously. At at that
0: point that's eating, not it's not a fetish, that's eating.
1: Yes, but he's like so obsessed with consuming stuff, like it doesn't cuz he's doing it for a purpose. I don't know. It could be in the same in the same vein of Alloway, where it's just like this is just a thing he does, but he talks about it a lot. I don't know.
0: Uh, I I was going about I was about to think of something about Zach, but I
1: like, I'm not. Yeah, well, here's the thing about Zach: he does have a skin where he eats himself. <laughs> because when SKT won and they got their championship skins, the the player who played Zach, because you get input on what this skin is going to be like for your team. He said, I want Zach to eat himself. (laughs) That was literally his one request. So his B animation is that he, he picks off parts of himself and eats. Mm -hmm. (sighs) I think that's where we're at that. Unless you got some last minute entrance. Uh,
0: Chaco is just a clown. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's something. There's something there. A little bit,
1: That's not probably much. Probably true. His his lore is like he's this weird manifestation of terror. So I don't know. I don't even know if he cares about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it could be. He might just be super into clown stuff. He might just be a dude. <laughs> I really don't know. Yeah,
0: there's always kind of just be a dude. You never know.
1: <laughs> there's so much room for these characters to just be a dude. Uh, there's a
0: Oh, the spider lady is probably into some stuff.
1: That's true. That's fair. Um, I I would bet, cause she is she got caught up in the, the haunted aisle of things. Um and that's part of what turned her into a spider lady. She used to be in a romantic relationship with Darius before she became a spider lady.
0: Are you implying that Darius is into some some things?
1: Now listen. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they they were together beforehand, but if they really loved each other mm. hmm? I'm just saying Elise has spider kids. She has tiny spiders that follow her. They had to come from somewhere. <laughs> uh, uh
0: there's too much joke potential here. <laughs> yeah. Way too much joke. <laughs> I had something about Jarvan and Dragons.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's valid. There's just so much. There's too many characters in this fucking game. I hate it. Uh, let's, see. Let's, get, let's, try
0: to, let's try to get one more out. All right.
1: All right. Oh,
0: no. I don't. Hmm. Is this going to be. It, it can't. As long as it's not worse than, what, than the tentacle thing.
1: It's then... not. So I don't know if this lore is still true. And you'll probably see where I'm going. But th- this could be old lore. This could not apply now. This character might be entirely different from uh, the lore when I learned it. But as far as I know, um, Gragas chooses to be that big. Hmm. Like not as a like a la Luffy Monkey D. Luffy is a rubber man and decides to be that big. He's just like, I'm just going to inflate myself. (laughs) So Hmm. I think that he might have an inflation thing.
0: Hmm. Now we're getting into the deeper fetishes. Yeah. Like, there's, I'm pretty sure someone has already said, like, Silas has the chains on because he's into
1: that. Nah, he's probably just a dingus who couldn't figure out how to get him off. <laughs> we already covered the fact that he's a hympo. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> and Okay, now how we move on to the most important question.
1: It's so important
0: top three MILFs
1: in the game? Great question. Great question. I'm glad to be here. Now, this was difficult, um, and it's difficult mostly for this one big reason, and that's that Raya won't let women be old. (laughs) Yeah. Um, they won't allow it. Uh, even their old character has a weird science thing to not be old. Mm Mm-hmm. So, we are weirdly limited. Um, it it was hard, it was hard to pick if Miss Fortune goes on this list because she is like this character who's meant to be very revealing and sexy or whatever because that's her whole angle. Mm-hmm. I interrupted you. What were you saying?
0: I'm trying to make to make sure you know that it's it's also the internal energy, the internal milf yes. energy.
1: Of it's Boris. very Um, it's so important because the milf on the inside is different than the milf on the outside, and that's sometimes just the case. Yeah. But It's, it would be hard to say that Raya even lets their female characters do that. Um, oh man. It, I don't know where Poppy is at as a character right now, Mm -hmm. but I know that she used to be one of the more, she was like one of the older yordles. She was like grizzled. She didn't take any shit. I feel like she might've existed on this list before. I don't know if they rebooted her whole deal because it it would make sense based on her new like visual style that this character is just younger. I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um. Now I did have Leona on here. Now there's a reason for this. Leona, in in general, I I don't know if I'd put her on this. List. Looking at g- general, regular, uh, you know, nothing nothing added, nothing taken away. I don't know if this character is, but. <coughs> We scroll over, we look at pool party, Leona. <laughs> and that is a male. If you need to take a look at that image, you can feel free to do that. Okay.
0: Okay. I can see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Barbecue, Leona also has some of the same vibe. Yeah. But more subtle.
1: So, yeah, I, I think my I think my initial idea was like, well, don't put her on a list because I just, you know, look at all that armor. I really just don't know. But, you know. I think it's very clear. She has this energy. This is who she is. Let's see. Let's see. You know, I didn't think about Jana, but I also don't know enough about Jana. She wasn't initially on this list. Mm-hmm. But maybe she belongs on this list.
0: Hmm. I can suck could see it. I could see yeah. it.
1: I think I think oh shit. Alright, yeah, looking at Bewitching Jana, I think she might carry a similar energy. hmm Alright. Alright, I'll throw her on the list. Um Evelyn. That was easy. She's, she is supposed to be this seductive character. She's literally a succubus. She has this energy in every single one of the the uh, the skins she's got. Except for make, maybe KDA. I don't know. Mm.
0: Uh, hmm. I don't feel the MILF energy here. Okay. I feel the, the horny energy. I don't feel the MILF energy here.
1: Okay. And I, I might have been conflating that in my head.
0: It's understandable. Very understandable. Uh, how about, uh, I- I allow
1: Now Laowey, hmm.
0: Think about it from a different, different direction.
1: I did consider Laowey. You might be right. i want to take a look at this Battlecast skin. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree. hmm I think I wasn't thinking about this in broad enough terms. I think you're right. Yeah, she belongs on the list, too. Now, I feel like this was needed. I feel like we needed to include this on the list. Camille. 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 I put Camille as my number one, and here's why: she's one of the only characters that League of Legends let be old. (laughs) Yeah, she's earned. She has earned her spots, and she has got giant thighs. Know what?
0: I agree. Yeah, she's up there.
1: Yeah, but who else? Now, here's the thing. Here's another. There's just another part of this I just don't know, but I have great respect for her. And i I don't know because I literally just can't understand it. Cause it's another void link, it's Rexai. Rexai may or may not be a MILF, and I have no idea. I don't know how to tell. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Here are the things I know about Rexai. She can burrow and she screams. Hmm. I don't think most MILFs do that. But maybe that's what they do in the void. I don't know. Plus, she enjoys a pool party.
0: Hmm. I, gotta, I gotta say that's
1: Mm. It's just hard to say. I just don't it's know. Hard.
0: It's very hard to say.
1: But I, other, other than that, I really can't find too many because, again, League of Legends doesn't let their women be old. Yeah. Even Kaisa, who's supposed to come out of the void, weathered and and like messed up by the fact that she saw the things she did in the void, just looks like any any other woman in the game.
0: I went to the the Zaya page, and yeah. I'm. I'm not comfortable with, with with Rakan there.
1: He's just chilling.
0: <laughs> and also reading the, the bio of, of the canon relationship.
1: They, uh, I, I'm definitely on a, a different page. I'm on the gameplay page. What, what can you tell me about Zaya the Rebel?
0: Zaya fights alongside her partner and lover, Rakan, to protect their dwindling tribe and restore their race to, their, to her vision of its former glory.
1: Yeah. They're yeah. very much a pair. They're very yeah. into each other.
0: I can see from all of these skins.
1: <laughs> I think Rakan only recently got his first skin that isn't a skin that Zaya will also get. It's heartbreaking. So sad. Vain. Mm. Does Vane have malefancy? I'm thinking yes. Hmm.
0: I I feel it. I can feel it. Yeah. I think so.
1: I think it's the glasses. She refuses yeah. to take off her glasses. And honestly, that's respectable. Uh, I don't, I don't... Hmm, I'm not sure about V. It's hard to say. It, hmm. But I get it. Like, it's... It, she's a candidate. Mm-hmm. I feel the energy. I feel like maybe one day she could be here. Yeah. I feel like she, she's in a similar boat. Maybe one day she'll get a skin. And you're like, oh, I see. This is yeah. this is where your true energy lies.
0: And I think, think the final person that goes on the list... Uh, gotta be Zyra. Yeah. Mother nature Man, I, right there. I,
1: I can't believe I didn't think about this myself. It, it, an old Zyra main. I never thought about it, but I think you're right. Zyra, fun fact, is not a human. She is a plant who has taken over a human's body. Okay. The, okay. <laughs> it was a wizard who did a big spell on a forest, and the forest was like, I don't like that. And it took her body. And now mm. that's Zyra. And maybe that's just how she lives it. She's just trying to carry that MILF energy. And you know... Yeah, she's probably had kids, based on the fact that plants just are constantly going. Yeah. There's a couple I've
0: considered, but they have too, too much of a youthful youthful
1: vibe to them. Yeah, that's the problem.
0: Like, Cindra, like I thought, hmm, but no. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know enough about Syndra.
0: I feel like Sigwani should be there, but she's not.
1: She's just not. And I was thinking the same thing. I clicked on her. I was like, "This, she has to be on the list." I looked and I thought, and "I said no. I don't think so." So sad. She nearly made it.
0: And like you said, they just, they just they can't make people old.
1: Women aren't allowed to be old. Riot won't allow it. Camille literally has lore. She's an old woman, and her lore is like her Hextech heart doesn't allow her skin to age. And it's just like, all right, shut up. Mm. She doesn't have to be like that. She let her be old. She's an old withered assassin.
0: Okay. I think this may be the last one. Okay. I'm thinking about Oriana. I'm not sure.
1: Hmm. Let me, let me click.
0: I'm not sure.
1: Hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to side on no. Hmm. I don't think she has it. Although Oriana, as a character was, was initially a person who heard she had a chronic sickness Her dad kept replacing parts on her until eventually there was nothing left of the original. And this was a robot who acted like that that original daughter, but didn't understand why the dad was like that and knew that she couldn't be that for him. And maybe that's the path that she chooses for herself. Mm -hmm. Maybe she she adopts Milfenner and that's just where she's going.
0: Okay, okay. This is the actual last one. LeBlanc. LeBlanc.
1: Oh shit, you're right. Yeah. The Shadow Government, how can I forget? Yeah, you're entirely right. Oh, it's the, e- it's
0: the evil that really seals it. Evil makes you look older.
1: Look at her 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 skin <laughs> with the black and white hair. Just Yeah, yeah she absolutely yeah. has this. <laughs> Alright, you're right. That's that's an excellent last pick for this list.
0: Uh you can go down the list make sure we got them all there.
1: I think I'm a, I'm a fool. I wasn't writing down partway through, but I, I think I can go down and, and pick out the ones that we yeah. had just, just for our definitive list. We have Camille. Mm-hmm. We have... Alawi. Yeah. Jan- Jana? Jana's a candidate. <sighs> yeah, I Jana, really don't know. Jana.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd, say, I'd lean on yes. Okay. Lean on yes.
1: Who else did we have? We had LeBlanc. An excellent last yeah. pick. We had Leona.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, did misfortune Fortune make it? Uh, hmm. I think she fits a, a different build, a different type of... Yeah.
0: Same reason why, uh, why... Same reason why Evelyn wasn't on the list.
1: Yeah, you're right. She's a, a sexy character, not a MILF character. It's a, There's a difference. Yeah. Oriana. Mm-hmm. Potentially. You know, that's a Um... Again, I don't know where Poppy stands. I reread her lore, but I know she was an older. I'll put her there as a candidate. Yeah, because I just don't know. Mm. They revamped everything. I think she was just like some kind of bureaucrat with a hammer.
0: Oh, uh, let's add one more to this list. Okay. Got the Lee Okay.
1: Feel, feel,
0: feel it. It's it's, no. it's very divisive, but I feel like it's it's right there.
1: Literally a cougar. How could we have not seen this? You're right. She's in. Nidalee. Mm, I don't think Sejuani made it. Rexai? Question mark. Uh, question mark. There's no way for us to know. Uh. Looking at this list here, there's too many characters in this game. Vane. Uh, yeah. Vi we were unsure about. Vi, Vi could make it. Doesn't currently make it. And... Did I have anybody else on my list? Let me check my notes. Nope. And then the last one Uh, is Zyra. Yeah. I'm
0: thinking about, uh, who was it? Riven. I'm not sure about Riven.
1: I am pretty sure Riven is younger. Yeah. I don't think they do a good job of portraying that, but I, I don't think she is an old character. She is about the same age as, um, Talia. So I just don't think she's old enough. Mm hmm. I I think part of that is because again she had different lore and then retcon to be one of the um like child soldiers that the Noxians had. Mm. So, I think that that messes with her her look. She hasn't gotten like a visual update or anything, but I think that's a pretty good list.
0: Yeah. I think we've done a good job in colonizing chronoli- chron- chron- the MILFs of League's the legend.
1: Yeah. And it, I I feel like this this podcast has done a great service, not only to the fact of you—you know, you know, it's a—it's a great place to start as far as League of Legends. You very clearly, if you're listening, you know everything about League of Legends now.
0: Don't play and, League of
1: Legends, and you don't have to play it. You didn't even have to play the game. You just had to listen to this podcast. That's that was podcast.
0: This is Wheeler the podcast.
1: Thanks for listening, and thanks for having me on, Wheeler. This was fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. nice, nice, good podcasting time got some good... I've I've learned something about League that I probably will not digest or remember later.
1: Oh, I do want to say a big like super big shout out to there is a YouTube channel that's just called Necrit. N-E-C-R-I-T. Um, He does a lot of these videos and listen, I haven't checked his Twitter or anything, but he doesn't seem like a shitty person as far as the videos go. So, um he does a really good job of making all of this lore digestible and that's how i learned a lot of that's how i learned about a lot of these individual characters in their story if you don't want to read them that's a great place to go
0: because there's a 180 characters hundred, hundred, at least
1: nearly 200
0: characters of lore to read Yep, and it's better to listen than read probably yep thanks y'all thanks you all for listening This has been Wheeler, the podcast, the podcast. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.
2: Goodbye.